Welcome to the World Football Summit podcast, the show for football industry leaders who want to stay ahead of the game. We bring you the latest insights, trends, and stories from the experts driving innovation and progress in sports business worldwide. Join us as we dive deep into the ideas and initiatives transforming the world of football. From sustainability and innovation to player development, fan engagement, and everything in between. Our goal is to unite the global football industry and drive positive change and progress. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the World Football Summit podcast. I'm your host, Jaime, CMO at World Football Summit. Today, we welcome Aldi Perkins, market lead at Veo Technologies, to the show. Veo's A-powered solution um, helps football clubs record, analyze, and live stream games. Our conversation covers, in addition to the value that Veo brings to the industry, performance on the pitch, where we talk about how their mission-led approach has enabled them to work with Kevin De Bruyne, Lewis FC, and many more organizations around the world. We talk about sports marketing and how Veo helps generate content at scale and even drive greater commercial revenue for football clubs any size and location. Finally, the lessons from seeing such an amazing growth in the business, which I think can be valuable to any of you growing your own project. This was a very fun conversation. I hope you enjoy it. And you know who didn't miss it? My cup of Famadez, which is 100% premium Colombian coffee. Now, I admit, I'm very picky when it comes to coffee. And I must say, Famadez definitely hits the bar. But this cup of coffee is much more than that. It is a premium blend developed by female coffee makers and Juan Valdez has this program in which they look to empower these women both economically and socially. This resonates very much with the female leadership in football initiative we launched at World Football Summit a few months back. So I am very excited to partner with them to offer this premium blend to you. You can order it online at es.juanvaldez.com and they actually have a special discount for the World Football Summit podcast listeners. All you need to do is enter the code WFS Podcast at checkout. Again, that's WFS in capital letters podcast all together at checkout. And again, that website is es.juanvaldez.com. The best thing is they deliver to all markets in Europe. So give it a try and let me know what you think. Don't forget to subscribe and read the podcast on your platform of choice and share it with your industry colleagues. You can also subscribe to our newsletter where every week we send updates, trends, and everything that goes on at our events such as World Football Summit Asia, which takes place on December 12th and 13th. Are you going to miss it? You can buy the ticket on the website asia.worldfootballsummit.com. Again, that's asia.worldfootballsummit.com. And now, let's welcome Oli Perkins to the show. Well, Oli, welcome to the World Football Summit podcast. It's uh, great to have you. After seeing you guys being at World Football Summit Europe, um, I'm happy to see we're making this happen and, and see the, the Veo Technologies team join the show. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. So, Oli, um, we're going to have a fun conversation because I think we're going to talk about performance. We're going to talk about mar uh, sports marketing. We're going to talk about growth. But before jumping into that, um, I was wondering, can you briefly introduce yourself? And I always like to ask my guests, why is it that you do what you do? Yeah. Yeah, great. Um, I love that question, the why. But uh, just a, a bit about me. Uh, I started with VO around four and a half years ago now. 
Um, I was something like employee number 15 <laughs> or, or 20. Um, and it's been an incredible journey over the last four and a half years to see how the company has, has grown and, uh, and has changed a lot. Um, but, but all for the better, um, why I decided to, to go with Vio and work in, in this particular space. I, I love sport. I love football. Um, I still play, um, not very well, but I still play. And, um, <laughs> I just fell in love with the product and wanted to work for what I believed was essentially a revolution in football and in sport. Um, so a big reason of why I, I work with VO is their mission statement, which is effectively to democratize technology and sports for everybody, be it if you're playing in the park on a Sunday, um, in a league or whether you're playing at the very top level, um, we want everyone to have the same access to technology. Um, to make themselves better to enjoy so that was that was the main reason i decided to uh to join vo and why i'm still here today that's a powerful mission uh try to make it you know that everybody can enjoy or level the playing field let's let's yeah. leave it at, at that no exactly. Uh, exactly and and for those in the audience that don't know yet about Viox, um i don't know if you can tell us what the business is about and and how it adds value to the football industry over i guess for a, a very high level overview vo created a, a camera and a software platform that enabled clubs to film their football initially, but we're in other sports now, but football matches and training uh, automatically, uh, simply through putting a camera up on a tripod on the halfway line and pressing record on their phone to connect the camera. And then you leave it for the 90 minutes, you take it down uh, and the camera then uploads that video to our platform and then uh you get given back a fully automated um uh broadcast of a football match just like you know it from from tv last year we actually uh were able to now live stream games in the same way uh where we put the ai um nvidia chip in the camera and therefore we are able to now record live matches seamlessly um through the same process putting the camera up on the halfway line and and filming uh, the game without needing to operate a camera. Um, so that's effectively the way that, um, uh, the, the core of our business, but I would say to really understand again, the, the why, um, it's the, the origin story is, is a really good one. Our, uh, co-founder Keld, um, lives in Copenhagen and he was late to his son's football match. Um, and, uh, his son with only a few as a defender, uh, but he doesn't score that many goals. And he scored his first ever goal for his grassroots football club in Denmark. And, uh, he missed it, unfortunately, because he was stuck in a business meeting. He was late. Um, he was driving, he was stuck in traffic and, uh, he missed his son's first ever goal. And he thought to himself, why can I never get that moment back? And that's why he came up with VO for a solution that I'm sure a lot of people listening to this, a lot of parents, uh, or. Or, or people who have loved ones who play football feel if they've missed their loved one score an amazing goal or do an amazing save, um, missing those moments is, uh, is in your mind disastrous. So he wanted to, to build a product and create a product that, that, you know, saved the, uh, saved that memory forever. So I think that that's, uh, that's sort of why the product was built as well. Do you know what I mean? I have a baby girl of my own. And when you were telling that story, I was thinking, 
if he ever plays football. I hope that doesn't happen to me. So I can just really relate. And I don't even have a kid yeah. that plays football yet. No, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was, anyway, I'm in the same position. I have a, yeah, I, I have a son and it's, uh, and yeah, I wouldn't want to, I, I get annoyed even if I miss sort of him, him saying something funny. Um, so I can't imagine, um, that yet, but I, you know, I don't want to, um, tempt fate, but I'm sure hopefully my, uh, if my son ever does play football, he will have a VO camera. So I won't ever feel that pain. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Oli. So, okay. We're talking about democratizing, democratizing the, the access to football and, and I mean, not the football, but technology. Um, so that means you work with, uh, different clubs, different teams, properties, let's call it right. Because there's, you know, yeah many stakeholders that could benefit from it. Um, but despite that powerful mission, I'm assuming that there's also many barriers that, you know, when, when you have conversations with them, you know, they face when trying to implement technology, you know? So what are those main barriers that you find? Uh, it's a really good question. Um, technology is, is scary to a lot of people. It's not, um, for some people. It's exciting for some people. They love getting their hands on new tools and uh, and really trying things for the first time, uh, which is great for us. But for other people, it's 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 scary. It's an extra, you know, um, issue that they have to solve on a match day, particularly for for grassroots volunteer coaches who are more worried about you know players turning up, maybe not being hungover. Um, that's probably their main um, their main concern on a on on Sunday league. But um, I think that what VO is able to do is because it's so easy to use. It's a plug and play solution. So you just need to push, put the camera up on the halfway line and press go on your phone and then you're away. And then when you do, you get the video back, everything is automated. All of your goals are, are tracked. All of your set pieces are tracked. All of your possession stats are there in front of you after our AI, our, our AI models are, are put through uh, or put through the game. So I think in essence, it's, you know, initially it can be scary um, and it can be a bit of an imposition, but once people use it once, twice, they see the benefit instantly. Um, I think, and I would also sort of state the obvious, look, it's a, it's, it's not a, uh, it, this is not something that you buy off the shelf for 50 pounds. It's a, it's a expensive piece of equipment for, you know, a grassroots club, to be honest. Um, you know, if you're spending, you're spending on average one and a half thousand or 2000 pounds on uh, a VO solution. Um, that I think is, is the main barrier that we face as a business into how do we access and how do we stay true to our mission, but also offer incredible value to our customers. Um, and we're always treading that fine line between, you know, pricing, because obviously these cameras cost a lot of money to make, cost a lot of money, money to maintain. The data storage obviously is huge. Like we spend a lot of money on that. Um, so that I think is the, the key barrier to any product like this is going to be cost, but it's about us demonstrating the value that the product gives all football and gives coaches, um, which is our job. Uh, and that's really important that we do that so that people, yes, it's a, it's a, it's a tough investment to take. Sometimes we understand that clubs, you know, really what everyone really wants a video camera. It's literally the topic of conversation at, at whenever, wherever we go, no one says, oh no, it, it, that's not for me. That's not a product that I want. Um, everyone wants one, but it's just a question of, of price. Um, and, uh, and we are trying to navigate that very, very tricky, uh, line, um, all the time trying to, you know, come up with new subscription packages that maybe 
you know, cost less for us to store data, but still give a, a really good experience for customers. Those kind of things that we're always, always trying to, to, to do. But, um, but yeah, unfortunately, uh, in the way of the world at the moment, things do cost money and we, uh, we understand that and we hope our customers understand that as well. And our future customers understand that it's about the investment and how we can bring, um, people ultimately to the best value. Yeah. And, and I was thinking that your time to value is very low which is key yeah. when adopting yeah. new technologies, right? This is, I mean, and I'm not comparing the two, but if you think about ChatGPT, why did people embrace it so much? Because they can just play or having yeah. the same with Twitter, right? I mean, it, you get the value right there and there. So you just set it and, you know, you plug this in and it starts working. So that's yeah. that's key. And and I, and I assume that's a key success factor. Um, And very briefly, um, because I, I, I want to talk about a lot of things with you, Um, but who in the club? benefits most i mean what is the or what are the main use cases that you solve in um it's a great question uh <laughs> i think i i believe it's everybody so from the player on the pitch who's obviously able to retrospectively look at their game see where they've uh done great things see where they maybe could improve um brilliant for the player uh, and also emotionally for the player brilliant for them to be able to watch themselves score an amazing goal, make an amazing tackle or make an amazing save and great for the team as well um, to, to see if they've had a great game. Let's watch that. Let's watch those goals back. That was an amazing team goal. Again, brilliant for, for a player to be able to do that. Engage the player. Um, amazing for the coach as well. I think that's the, the, the key thing here is, is with the coaches is that it allows them to actually coach rather than um, be a, di a director, if you know what I mean. So rather than sort of tell a player that they've done something wrong or that he or she should have passed when they uh, when they were in the box and they had a, a, a player open and they didn't pass the ball for an open goal. That's very sort of in the moment emotional coaching, which there is a place for, obviously. But with VO, you sort of get a retrospective view on the game which then enables coaches to to sort of take a step back. I think actually, how can I improve that player or how can I improve my team? If you lose 2-0, but the coaches said, I want, you know, I want the team today to keep possession. I want the team today to to press hard the field. Then you go back to the video and you've seen that they're doing that. They've just got unlucky with conceding two goals. You then can't shout at the team for losing 2-0 and can't go back and say, well, you didn't do what I told you to do because the coach has the players have done what the coach has said to do originally. So the feedback is very different to if you've won a game 3-0, but you've been playing long ball all game and that's not what the coach told you. The coach can then obviously go back and, and show that actually, yes, you've won, but it hasn't necessarily contributed to your development as a team because, you know, you've played a different way to, to what we wanted to play. Um, I think that's where it, it gives value to the coach. It allows them to coach in a much more constructive way. And then to the the fans, to the club, you know, if being able to 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 watch, you know, parents even being able to watch their uh, kids' goals after the game, send it to family, send it to friends, send it to their grandparents, and even watch live if they can't get there, again, huge value for them. Um, and another huge value point is potentially um, if you're a, a club that's that's commercially orientated, potentially commercializing some of the, the videos that you've produced on, on, on VO and that you can maybe um, uh, stream live and, and commercialize in the live stream as well. That, that can be something that, that can be done as well. So I see it as the whole club being able to benefit and it's 
it's for everybody. Well, thank you for that overview because I think it, it, it's going to help us frame the the rest of the conversation. And as I said at the beginning, um, I wanted to talk if we have time to you know cover performance on the pitch about sports marketing and and overall. I think people listening can get a lot of lessons from just the growth of the business because it's just been remarkable. Um, so, but I wanted to do it from you know different stories and use cases that you have, which I think is going to be better for the audience to learn. And sure. um, so. Starting with performance, I mean, I don't know if a lot of people listening know this, but you work with one of the, you know, best ambassadors you could ask for, which is Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, yeah. You know, he's a world-class footballer. Um, so I don't know how, how, you know, how is it working with him? I mean, how, how, how did this happen? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's brilliant. I mean, he's obviously brilliant on the pitch. Um, in my opinion, he's still currently, I mean, him and Erling Haaland, probably uh, the two best players um in the Premier League right now. Um uh and he, you know, on the pitch is fantastic. Off the pitch, he's more than we could have asked for in terms of having an ambassador. Um he the, the way it started is is, you know, actually really true to 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 our beliefs. See Kevin De Bruyne runs a, a football tournament called the KTB Cup, uh which is mm. at his hometown in Belgium. Um uh Drongo in Belgium. And and he wanted to elevate that tournament that for under 15s uh, to another level uh, and wanted a partner to do that. Uh, so we effectively spoke to his agency, which is Rock Nation, um, and we came up with a plan to effectively take the tournament into another dimension, um, which we were able to do with obviously the products that we have, um, but also the experience of the players have as well. So, yes, these are, uh, are teams, you know, for, who are, are very strong teams. So teams who, who compete in the tournament, uh, you know, Chelsea, PSG, Real Madrid, Barcelona, um, Man City, uh, which is fantastic. Uh, but they, before the tournament, it was just literally, a, it, it was a tournament that was um, had a bit of coverage, but not a lot. And then we were able to therefore, you know, put our cameras up um, film all of the games. We brought a production team along who were able to to film the atmosphere, um, show how even how much under 15s football means to everybody. It means to the players, means to the fans, what it means to the parents who are watching on the sideline. Um, and it it just was able to to catapult the tournament into in, into a new new level. Um, a really great story out of the back of that tournament was uh, this year's edition of the of the KDB Cup. Um, uh, we invited two more teams that uh, Kevin wanted the tournament to be more international. So we invited Palmeiras, a um, team from Brazil, and the Mamelodi Sundowns, a team from South Africa. Uh, yeah. And uh, it was amazing because uh, the Mamelodi Sundowns were 1-0 down, I think, to Man City in one of the group games. And obviously, you know, Man City were, I think, either they just won the Champions League or they're playing in the Champions League final that night. And I know it's the under-15s, but it's still, you know, a massive you know, um, opportunity for, for these African players to, uh, to come and compete against the very best in Europe. And they're one nil down, I think about 10 minutes ago and they, uh, equalized and they, and they scored a winner. Um, and if you watch the footage back, I think it's on our social media channels. If you watch the footage back, the emotion that we were able to capture from, you know, parents running onto the pitch in like the last minute and, uh, the, the, the players going absolutely wild because they've just scored the winner against Man City in, in, in this tournament was was amazing to 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 capture and amazing to that people were watching that live 
in South Africa, watching it live all around the world. I think that, again, just gave another leg up for, for the tournament that, that Kevin is really passionate about sort of giving back to, to younger footballers and, and what better way to, to do it than put on a tournament, a showcase tournament in your hometown, which can bring obviously revenue into the hometown, but also um, bring an amazing experience to, to younger players. Yeah, I mean, I was just thinking about that and trying to visualize the moment. Yeah. <laughs> like you effectively made those kids feel like heroes. And that goes beyond any business metric, I would say. That's a memory they'll cherish forever. They're going to have footage of that. You know, they, they were a hero for a day. And yeah. so so that that speaks to the purpose that you guys have, no? And, and the mission, which is, which is exactly. it's, it's beautiful. Um, fortunately, you, you've gone beyond youth football. And, and you're also helping professionalize, uh, you know, women's football, which is key mm. to unlock a new level of growth. I mean, it's, it's experiencing amazing momentum, but it just needs to get to the next level and professionalizing everything is just, is, it, it needs to happen, right? Um, yeah. And in this area, you've worked with a top tier football club like Lewis FC. Um, so I don't know if you can tell us how you're helping them in their mission. Yeah, it's, it, it's uh, Lewis FC were a club that um, I approached back in 2018, I believe. Uh, and I saw some of the messaging that they were putting across on their social media channels, on their LinkedIn. Uh, at the time, it was the um, elected director of, of Lewis FC, Karen Dobres, uh, who actually was elected, co-elected director alongside her husband, Charlie. Um, and they were really, really sort of putting out there about the gender pay gap and the gender equality within football. Um, and Lewis is a club that, that stands very much for gender equality and making sure that um, uh, they are actually the only and still the only in the first club to pay their men and women's team the same. Um, so a very powerful message. So I approached them, you know, asking, you know, what's what their video analysis uh, setup was at the moment. And yes, their women's first team and their men's first team had, you know, some uh, had people film their games and it was great. But where they were really sort of shorthanded was the academies and the pathway teams that they wanted uh, us to be involved in. Um, so we came to an agreement that, uh, yeah, we would help them with cameras and help them with support, uh, and onboarding of these cameras. And, um, and we then started a very, a great relationship where yes, we, we helped them marginally, I think in, in terms of the, their, uh, their development across, across the club. But to be honest, they help us, I would say a little bit more, um, because they, are I would say the thought leaders in women's football. Like this club is is you know probably the most pioneering um, club in women's football there is out there, along with potentially Angel City as well, um, who are based in the, in the states. But these guys literally bang the women's football drum on a consistent basis and have always done always done things in that interest. And we've learned so much from them um, through this partnership. They've advised us on how we should, you know, work with the women's football market, who we should work with in the women's football market. And that's been really key in sort of helping us strategically maneuver um, in women's football, which of course is, you know, great to see the growth recently. Obviously, um, uh, England won the Euros uh, in 2021 and, uh, and then unfortunately Spain beat England um, this year in the World Cup. Um, but you can see that the growth of the sport in the UK, I'm speaking purely from a UK perspective, 
has been enormous and having an ally like Lewis to be able to help us circumnavigate the women's football market is is really really important for us um and their their leadership team are always willing to give advice and, and help us in terms of uh strategic marketing or help us help guide us through the uh the growth which we really appreciate it's a purpose-driven approach which i love that right at the end of the day you yep. believed in the mission you found the team i mean obviously they're the example as i said along with uh, angel at um, into city fc um so i love that as well because not only um, you know your your the mission is is transcends just the action itself it's just really the, the entire strategy how you guys do business no and and i find that very interesting um exactly and 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 just to finish with another story you also work with uh several call it local regional um football federations both in spain and across europe and and i'm only asking um you know how you help them as well because i want the audience to understand that you said at the beginning, even if this is a, an expensive technology, it is accessible to many different um, stakeholders of the game. So can you provide more details on how you help, uh, as I said, the, the local and the regional football federations? Yeah, very happy to. Um, we sort of, we came up with a go-to-market strategy that was a little bit sort of different, I think, to other football businesses and the way they operate. Um, it started in the UK where we begun to partner and work with uh, the county football associations of which there are, I think, 52. I might be wrong, maybe 50. Um, but we wanted to effectively uh, help them with product. So donate cameras to, to them directly so they could use them, get a feel for them, and then see what the kind of response was like within their particular region. And thankfully, the response was very positive. Um, it went from, you know, in the last three years, it's gone from sort of a uh, someone putting a, a camera up on the halfway halfway line, and someone asking, "What on earth is is that green box doing next to the field?" Um, to now, people messaging each other saying, "Oh, do you want to bring your VO, or shall we bring ours?" Like it, it's 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 gone, it's grown so quickly, and the, a big reason for that was the the county FAs that is the county FAs in the UK that we work with and now we're sort of replicating that model across um uh Europe in the fact that we partner with um many federations in France uh we've started very quickly in Spain to be honest with you and then we've mm -hmm. got five or six federations in in Spain including Andalusia Catalonia um uh Castilla Leon like we've we've really sort of, um, the, the uptake in, in Spain has been fantastic. And particularly of these federations who are also beginning to fall in love with the product and understanding that it's a product that has many use cases that so many clubs are going to want for different reasons. Um, so in turn, yes, they, they are helping to push our product, but in turn, they also educate us. So when we come out with a new feature, um, we sometimes will go to these federations and say, look, what do you guys think? We're thinking about about this feature for, for grassroots football. Is that something that people would, would be interested in? I'll, I'll give you an example. We, we've recently launched a, a starter subscription where our, we, we bring our, our costs down, um, on the subscription side for clubs who are really, you know, only playing maybe one game every couple of weeks. So they have a, a minimum of five recordings per month. Um, that can be trading or game. 
and uh, but they don't have access to other features like our analytics feature or our live streaming feature. But it's like a, a capture solution, so people are just wanting to to see their amazing goals and enjoy their amazing moments without the heavy coaching element. And we sort of did a test campaign in in the UK in March, and it was received really well through our county FAs, and then we replicated that globally. So they also really help us in terms of helping us navigate the uh, the grassroots football market, which is a market that we really, really want to want to develop and, and keep and keep developing uh, over the next few years. Well, I must say, as a Spaniard, I'm happy to see that it's catching up in Spain because that means the yeah. teams and the players are gonna, you know, benefit from it. And hopefully, we'll we'll be speaking about the, those kids being World Cup heroes soon. No, that's gonna be. Um, let's hope so that, that that's the dream that's the dream yeah yeah that's a good amount of joy that we would get so <laughs> anyway um and and just one final question on on this segment only because i'm thinking about different coaches that you probably have conversations with and and the grassroots at the grassroots levels no so sure. um these guys are usually very busy preparing everything getting everything together in terms of all the kids they have to manage not only from the college performance side but also you know from a yeah behavior right so i mean yeah. there's a lot going on um so how, how do you help those coaches that you know probably have less time and, and less resources than a top tier club yeah yeah of course um you know volunteers are at the heart volunteer coaches are at the heart of our business model um and at the heart of our customer base 90 percent of our customers in the uk are grassroots clubs therefore volunteer coaches are using our product um uh, all the time. So the key is to help them again with our marketing and with our description of the product, help them see how easy it is to set up and how much value it returns them by, you know, taking an extra two minutes to set up a video camera on the side of the pitch. Um, cause that's literally how long it takes, it takes two minutes. So I think that that is, uh, a key part of our product is the, the lack of complication in it and that's how we are able to to essentially offer a product that is very low lift but very high impact for for the entire club um so yes in terms of education we have so many sort of youtube tutorials we put on webinars probably every six weeks with different coaches from different areas of the game to try and educate our customers um we have a a website um called vo academy which effectively helps coaches get better at using at using vo um and get a bit more granular with the data um but to be honest the the most important thing is people are using the product and people are using the product to uh, their own goals which can be very different to some volunteer coaches to other volunteer coaches so um it's about getting the product in the hands of people that they can use it and enjoy it and enjoy it how they want to enjoy it as well uh we don't want to impose any sort of um, uh, potential difficult issues or difficult um, navigatory tools that would impede sort of a coach's um, time. We want to make sure it's as easy as possible for them. Mm -hmm. Again, it's time for value at the end of the day. No, it's just yeah. making it easier to implement and see the results. That's yeah. that's just key, right? Um, now that we're speaking about smaller clubs, let's say, um, this is not only applicable, as we said at the beginning, to performance. It can also help in terms of sports marketing, right? It can be a very valuable resource. And one additional benefit is that VO can actually help scale uh, the generation of content and, and stories. 
for both players and teams, no? So is there a club that you work with without maybe naming any names because I understand there may be NDAs, but just an example of how a club is using it um, to, to generate engaging video content now that it's, it's a must for all properties? Well, I think, I, I think I'll answer that question by, um, by saying it's most um, who do that, to be honest. Um, if your club has scored, or if one of the players at your club has scored an amazing goal and it's caught on video cameras, we have an inbox full on our Instagram and on, on our other social media channels of, please, can you share this goal on your, on your social media channel? And we see some incredible goals that are scored from all over the world. Um, and we are then giving these players and these clubs a platform of which to go viral. Um, I, I can imagine that many people listening to this have scrolled through their Facebook or Instagram or TikTok feed and seen an amazing goal from a grassroots club anywhere in the world, and it's been caught on a video camera. But we've given those clubs that exposure, um, and potentially, if a club is is you know very close to their sponsors, giving that giving their their sponsors the exposure that they would like and that they would want to to see if they are sponsoring a community club. Um, something that we've done recently is with our live streaming solution, we've enabled clubs to sort of bring, bring that commercial opportunity to value a little bit more by offering them the opportunity to put overlays on their live streams. So um, not to sort of disrupt the video content too much, but they can put in a watermark of, of their league or a watermark of a brand that sponsors them um, but perhaps this brand has paid for the video camera, um, for example, and they would like to see that value return. But, you know, when they are live streaming a game for the rest of the season, they can have that branding bottom right hand corner. Yeah, you may get, it may not be thousands of views because you might be a, a small club, but at least for any parent or fan or loved one tuning in, you can see that, oh, that's the, that's the brand that has made my viewing of this game possible, which I think is a really powerful message for brands. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I think that's, uh, it's to summarize, it's, it's everybody is able to, 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 to produce content and put it on social media. Uh, the more sort of, um, community based clubs who are closer to their, to their sponsors are then able to bring their sponsors to value a lot more. Um, which is again, really, really really impressive um and uh and will only help grow community level football in in the uk but also abroad as well yeah i was actually going to ask about um overlays because i agree that that is another level for commercial marketing no sure um, i don't know if you can go into maybe an example of, of like a specific activation that you've seen that just caught your eye or caught your attention that you know just to give the re uh, the listeners let's say uh, you know, yeah, perspective. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, one of them was was a really interesting case, um, and this was actually before VO Live, before the the product really took off in the UK. Um, we did a collaboration um, uh, marketing uh, play with Sidbank, who are one of the largest Danish banks, um, obviously in in Denmark. Um, they are sponsors of the Danish Cup, which the equivalent. Um, I guess of the Copa del Rey or the FA Cup in uh, in England, and they essentially wanted to 
target those people who have played in the early rounds who don't get the broadcasting rights that you know the the larger teams get in the later rounds so uh sidbank essentially um purchased the cameras from vo directly and the subscriptions for a season and wanted to donate them to all the clubs that were playing in those early rounds of the competition um and we helped them with you know an embedded logo uh on our platform and we also helped them house the the videos in their player so that people would know that it was Sibbank who supported this um this early round these early rounds of the FA Cup or sorry the 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 Danish League Cup and that was super powerful for them because they were able to reach an audience a community audience as a community bank they wanted to reach a community audience so they were able to reach that audience um directly through the medium of video um so that's i think a very high level example of how a brand can come in and really take ownership over a an event, a tournament, a um, a competition within football, and not just sort of put, you know, um, billboards and put um, uh, advertising boards at the final or at the semi final. They can actually make a, a larger impact on football in its entirety within a particular country. So, I think that's a really important. Um, that was obviously massively helped our, our growth in, in Denmark. Um, so, yeah. uh, so that was good, but it also, but, but it also enabled, uh, brands to realize, right. Okay. Well, there's a solution out there that we can perhaps use to our advantage and, you know, give back to, to uh, a community of, of players, fans, and coaches and parents that we haven't been able to do so before. Um, so that was a, that's sort of a, a nice example, I think. It is, and, and I'm just thinking how this is a fantastic ex um, example of, of how to engage all the stakeholders of a of a club, the, the the brands that support it, the fans, because they get more access to to content that it's about the team that they you know it's in their local community, and it's it's just a great way to just increase overall excitement around the team, no? So so it's fantastic, exactly, um, and and you know. Um, only, uh, I don't know, speaking about the fans, have you, in the conversations you've had with the clubs, because they're putting out more content and they're getting more activations on, on that end, mm. are fans more engaged when they see these videos? I assume it is, but in any particular um, example there? Yeah, I, th I think fans become, I mean, it's obvious fans become more engaged if they can you know, watch, watch games again um, and relive amazing moments that their um their club or or their um son or daughter have, have experienced um that's great i think um what we need to stay true to as a brand and as a company is the fact yes we are here for fans of and people who are invested in grassroots football but grassroots football is about enjoyment playing and engaging i don't necessarily subscribe to the belief for example that you can you know monetize a fan's experience at grassroots football level I, I i think that's sort of a bit of a um contradictory to grassroots football in general um it's about playing and enjoying the game and i think what vo does in that respect is gives an extra experience to those on the pitch and also those fans, parents, 
um, uh, grandparents off the pitch. And what an experience that is to be able to watch, you know, your um, your loved one score an amazing goal all over again. So I think that's what the that that's the engagement level we're looking for. We believe it's about the engagement and the enjoyment of the player, rather than commercialization making money. And that's what that's what we stand for. Well, th thank you for that. I mean, overview because I think it's a holistic solution for marketing a club, which is just yeah. key to drive revenue, to grow, and not only to improve performance, which at the end of the day, performance and business have to be linked. And this is a solution that's actually helping both. No? So, so it's very interesting to see. Um, Oli, I want to be respectful of your time and I, we have a few minutes left. So I just want to ask you a few questions about the business and, and, and you know, um, I want to start with, you've had amazing levels of growth. Um, and I think the audience, you know, could value that you share some of the lessons you've learned in terms of, you know, what have been the biggest growth engines uh, or any success factors that, you know, that you identify when growing the business aside from what we talked about already, which is time to value. No, any other lessons? Uh, yeah, I think fundamentally the product is one of the main reasons we've grown so quickly. Having an amazing product, that's so important. Um, but I think the other element of our growth has contribute has has been fueled by our marketing approach, which again, as I said, is a little bit different. We're sort of a longer term type company. Um, we don't necessarily invest loads of money in, you know, crazy ad campaigns. We don't necessarily invest money in, in, you know, um, sponsoring a football, a large football club, um, in the premier league. We prefer to invest our money lower down the pyramid for rewards further along down the line. Um, and this product is an organic growth product. We always say that cameras sell cameras. So if you're on the side of a pitch and if you're not a VO camera owner, but you're playing against a team, you are a VO camera owner, um, you can then effectively ask for the recording. You can have a play around with the recording and see, oh, this is a product that I want. So the, what's been fundamental to our growth is the viral effect that VO has that having, it's such a visual product. It's such an easy product to, to see what it does as well. Um, so again, I think, uh, the product sells itself a little, a little of the time. Another element of our growth has been our, our research and development. I think that our AI team, our product team have done a fantastic job of developing a product and then iterating on the product again and again and again to come up with a solution that, as we said earlier, brings customers to value far quicker than, than, than others do. Um, so the part that they played in the development of VO has been fundamental in our growth um uh well another another approach i would cite is is our is our market our, our marketing at a local level so um, what my team do in the uk france and spain is forging these you know local partnerships and educating these governing bodies to understand the product to fall in love with the product and then to start singing the the uh the praises about the product um i think that's been really important both in the uk with county fas and then in france with the federations and in spain with the regional federations in germany the same um so i think it's that's another part of our strategy that has really helped accelerate our product uh, very quickly over the last four years 
Amazing. And and what about the future? Where where is Vio going? Um, it's a good question. Um, I think I would expect us to always be on the front foot, developing exciting new technology. Um, our target market, which is effectively everyone who plays football, um, is our, is the next step that we should be taking. Um, which effectively means we need to um, make sure that we are marketing to that audience in maybe a better way um, than we have done before. Not saying that we've done a, a bad job, but we need to, again, show potential customers value of, of purchasing this equipment. Um, and that can be through product development, that can be through simply, you know, our messaging uh, that we put out there. So yeah, I will, uh, I will see, I think in the next one, two years, amazing product development, but also a sort of change in our messaging. We've sort of, we've done it a little bit on the brand side recently in terms of launching one of our uh, campaigns, which is play for more, which effectively is, you know, not just playing for money, not just playing for, for, for fame, but what, what do clubs actually play football for? Is it for enjoyment is it for community is it for for an escape like all of these different reasons and we will continue to to sort of as a brand shout from everywhere that you know people play football for very different re various different reasons and whatever reason that is vio can play a part in it what i like about your answer and the one that you gave before is um you're not forgetting about the why despite having yeah obviously good ambition um, you know, you want to grow, but without forgetting the why and forgetting what you got, what got here, which is an amazing product that delivers value very quickly and that delivers mm. an amazing set of features, not, but it all starts with the why, I guess. Um, so I think that's also an interesting lesson for anybody listening here, you know, and just regardless of, of the scale that you want to achieve, don't forget your why, don't forget that the experience has to be amazing. Right. Um, yeah, just a few questions on my end, Oli, and, and we can just wrap it up, but. As you know, at World Football Summit, we launched a rebrand uh, where we actually believe that um, football needs to commit to excellence, to innovation, to social impact, um, which actually ties well with some of the things we've discussed today. Um, if you could describe yeah. in one or two sentences the football you want and, or the football you need, you know, something very quick, how, how would you do it? Uh, it's a, it's a very, I guess, a, a very blanket statement that can be interpreted any way you want, right? Um, probably why, why you've created that, that statement. Um, I like it. Um, I would say, I guess the football we want is just more. We want more football to be played everywhere. Football is such a powerful sport that is able to bring people of you know, any background, religion, gender, um, uh, anything of any background that football is, is able to, to bring people together, bottom line is, is just so important. So that's the football we want is just more of it. The football we need is, I think, football that embraces change. I think there has been so much change in the football industry over the past five years. Um, and some of that change has been good, 
um, and some of that change has been, to me, quite worrying. For example, the European Super League, um, very, very worrying from, from my perspective. Um, so I caveat that embrace of change, embrace the changes that stay true to football as a game and potentially push back and challenge the changes that bring football away from its roots. Um, so uh, I think the football that everybody wants is fair competition, the opportunity for everybody to to play at whatever level they wish. Um, and, and yeah, I think that that is a stance that is taken by most people who love the game. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's how I'd respond. That was an awesome answer, only because, I mean, you talked about Thank you. On one hand, <laughs> football is a common language and it just transcends frontiers. It connects everybody, right? And and I like that. And and also, you've mentioned something that we've discussed with other football industry leaders in the past, which is, yeah, football does have a, le a legacy, but it needs to innovate. And, and it can do so without impacting that legacy. So um, thank you for that. Um, I'm going to ask you a personal question, only because, you know, sure. uh, doing research, you come out to be a West Ham fan, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Correct, yeah. yeah. So, um, I don't know, if you could choose any, I'm just going to say any player in West Ham's history uh, who you could give a video cam to so he could film, you know, his content and share it online and, you know, and, and let today's generation really learn more about him or her or whatever player you choose because it doesn't have to be a West Ham player. It could be anybody in the world or in history. Yeah. Who would that be? Yeah. Can I get, can I have, can I have two? I'll give you two. <laughs> um, West Ham player would, um, I don't know if, if, if you know him, but probably a player called Mark Noble. Um, mm -hmm. He was a, a one club man for West Ham. And he was always, he was a West Ham captain for, for I think, uh, God knows how long. Um, but he was a player that wasn't necessarily athletic. He wasn't necessarily an incredible passer of the ball. He wasn't like a, you know, a, uh, a brilliant finisher played in center midfield. He was a player that interpreted space so well. It was ridiculous. He always looked like he had time on the ball and to be able to see how that development originated into how did he become a player that just interpreted space so well is, is, is something that I, and without, you know, yes, he had brilliant, he technically, he was, he was a very gifted footballer, um, but he wasn't sort of as technically gifted as someone like, you know, Iniesta or Xavi, for example. Um, yeah. But he was just an incredible player for that reason that he understood the game so well. And when did he, I love to have seen when he sort of, when a trigger came into his head and he started to understand the game more. Um, second one for purely entertainment purposes would probably be uh, Zidane. Because I love Zidane. I think he's, you know, nice one. he's like a um the most beautiful player to watch. <laughs> um yeah. so uh so yeah, that would that, that would be but, well, the second one. Both great examples. One is is about effort, the other one is about elegance, you know, two different sides of yeah. the game. But at the end of the day, equal equally talented at, at their own, you know, from their own angle. So yeah. Oli, I want to thank you. Um, this has been a great conversation. Um, I, I've had fun. I hope I hope the the audiences learn not only what uh, video can do, but also actually learn something on how to really grow a business and help it become successful, not at the international level. And 
Where can people learn more about, about you, about yourself, anything you want to share with the audience? The, the floor is yours. Yeah, sure. Um, obviously, visit our website if you're interested in, uh, in investing in, in, one of our, uh, in one of our cameras, which is uh, vo.co. Um, and uh, you can feel free to add me on LinkedIn, um, uh, Ollie Perkins, which is spelled O-L-I. Um, uh, I'm more than happy to have a chat with, with anyone and everyone who's interested in, in, in sport and helping, um, helping sport, uh, grow and innovate. So, uh, yeah, I've really enjoyed this conversation, uh, Jamie, it's, it's made me reflect quite a lot on, on what we've done so far, but obviously what we still have to do as well. So it's been, it's been really useful for me. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I mean, I, I can't tell you how useful it's been for me just to see the different angles that one single product can have. So, and I love yeah. these, uh, growth stories around businesses and around technology. So yeah, I'm happy to see that we're both happy. Um, yeah. 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 So thank you, Oli. Thank you very much. We'll be in touch soon again. And, and yeah, um, thanks so much. I appreciate it. And there you have them, Ollie Perkins, in what was an awesome conversation about the value of having adequate technology in your football property. So many takeaways from this one. There's a powerful purpose behind Bio. They make kids feel like heroes. They help professionalize women's football. This is just more than a business. And precisely, when it comes to growing a tech business, time to value is critical for success. Think about how long does it take your customer get the results they are looking for. Other lessons include being aligned between the mission and the marketing strategy, relying on partners or even customers for growth. But above all, make sure you have an amazing product. Everything else will fail if the product, again, does not deliver towards the expectations that the customer has. Finally, the football industry he wants and needs is about bringing people together. Football is a common language. And also, remember, football is an industry that needs to embrace change, but respecting its legacy. We talked about this with Raide as well. Did anything else stand out to you? Let us know on social media. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the podcast on your platform of choice and share it with your industry colleagues. Oh, and before we go, if you're ever in Madrid and you're looking for a place to network effectively, share a traditional Spanish snack, but with a modern touch, or simply enjoy a relaxing moment of yourself with a delicious sweet pastry to break your day, make sure you visit Lermosin. You won't miss. I'm not kidding when I tell you I recently bought my wife a small piece of pie for a special occasion, and she loved it. So again, visit Lermosita. And when you go there, make sure you tell them you heard about them on the World Football Summit podcast. You can find the link to their website on the notes of the episode. Remember, you can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter, where every week we share details about our events, trends, dynamics, and you can find the link in the show notes. Nothing else from myself. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the World Football Summit podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Have a great rest of your day, and we hope to see you next time.